street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Epistemic, episode number 18. I am your host, Reed Nicewonder, aka Cordial Curiosity. Welcome. And also have some co-hosts today, the regulars, Anthony and Dan. What's up, you guys? What up? Woo! What is up? Nice to be here. Episode nice 18. Yeah. Yeah. Getting up Very there. Nice. Getting up there. Cool. We also have a special guest today, Ari Herskowitz. Um who can do the best intro for Ari? I could try. <laughs> I could take a stab at that. Uh, well, uh, I met Ari at the American Atheist Conference in Oklahoma City going, I think it was, um, is it the end of April? No, the end of, it was the beginning of April, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we met, we were introduced by Alice, I think, who, she was one of my handlers because I was a speaker at the conference. So she was making sure that I was in the right place and things were being communicated to me. And I, at a dinner, she introduced me to Ari. I think that's how we met. We were sitting at a table and started talking. And I learned about Ari's story. Um, from my understanding, Ari was um, was raised in a very fundamentalist, orthodox Jew, uh, Jewish culture, Jewish family, and struggled with his belief, eventually found his way out of it. And uh, it's such a compelling story that there was a documentary made about his journey out of that, out of his religion. And I, I ended up spending some time chatting with Ari. We, we went outside and, and talked outside of the conference, and um, I was really intrigued by what he had to say. And um, I mentioned, I think at the time I mentioned this podcast and said, you know, at some point we need to get you on. And uh, and here we are today. So um, I, I've, I've really enjoyed the documentary um, that you were in. And uh, also just sort of following following your your exploits. I know you've been busy after the documentaries come out to give talks on on your journey and that type of thing. So um, boy, Ari, I'm really, really pleased to have you here with us today. I'm glad to be here. And that was a nice introduction. Thank you. Sure thing. Yeah, I've, I've been listening to you on a couple of podcasts too. You were on uh, the Pangburn Philosophy one. Um, I listened to that the other day, um, and then uh, I know that you you are traveling and giving talks on um, on your journey as well. Where are you at? Where are you Where are you dialing in from? Uh, right now I'm in Sydney. I was in Melbourne for a week, and then I came here to Sydney for a couple of weeks. But yeah, mm -hmm. right now I'm in Sydney. Okay. And how long How long are you in Australia for? Uh, about another 10, 11 days. Dang. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. I've always wanted to go there. Well, if you have a shitty life and make sure people want to cover it and are willing <laughs> to talk about it, and that's the way to do it. Yeah. Now I have your uh, the trailer from the movie, um, the documentary "One of Us" queued up. Um, I'd like to just pop over and show that if that's okay, and then we can sort of get into your journey if that's if that's okay with you. Um, this it looks like this is just two minutes long. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. That's right. Okay. Let me just pop over here, make a few changes to my speaker. Speaker. And give me the thumbs up, uh, fellas, if you can hear this. I was living a double life for a little over a year. I called my mom and I said, hey, mom, can I talk to you? She's like, yeah. I was like, are you sitting down? And I said, uh, I'm not religious anymore. She said, okay. Then she just hung up. And then we didn't speak for seven years. I looked in the mirror and I saw something that's not what I want to be. So I chose a different path. I have to learn how people live. Google? What the hell is that? I couldn't Google how to Google because I didn't know how to Google in the first place. The more 
of a seeker you are, the more of a questioner you are, the more likely you are to leave. But they're designed a society where everybody who leaves if they end up in jail or in Rio. They never make it out there. I lived 12 years with a spouse who beat me, who yelled at me, who broke me, and I never responded. I just had more babies. I am breaking a religious law if I press charges. I can't do it anymore. If you don't show up in court, then you lose your children. For years we've been retreating and retreating. We can no longer retreat. Nobody leaves the Hasidic community unless they're willing to pay the price. 911, where's your emergency? There's people at the door banging down the door, and there's adult men outside, and I'm alone with the children. Do you know these people? They're my husband's family. Wow. Yeah. That is intense. Yeah. Switching my currently just switching my microphone back. Sorry about that. Yeah, that extremely intense. Are you guys able to hear me now? Yes. Okay. Cool. So Ari, I know the the trailer is not just with you, but with a few other people. But um, you know, for for our viewers, can you give us a little bit of a background? You know, that that can complement the trailer that we just watched. What's your What's your story? Right. So, uh, well, my name is Ari Hershkowitz. Um, I was raised in a in the ultra orthodox Satmar community in in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York. I'm the second of nine. My father's one of fourteen. My mother's one of ten. So pretty big wow. families all around. I have I have about two hundred first cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I I only learned a while ago is is shocking. Um, so the Satmar community that we were raised in, uh, is it's kind of like. Well, I'm probably going to get some some uh, backlash on saying that, but it's kind of like the ISIS of Judaism. In what way? In what way that it, everything is, uh, they've taken everything to a, a radical extreme, uh, down to the color of the pants, the material that the, your, the frame of your glasses is made out of, and pretty much everything. And the fact that women are still not allowed to drive in those communities. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can probably take a stab at what this answer is because I've watched the documentary, but what would you say was the start of you losing, losing grip with that community and finding your way out of it? Well, for the first quite a few years of my life, I was actually the good kid in family and in class. And, uh, I loved learning and I loved exploring and everything. And, I had questions, but I was kind of okay with being shut down because my life was okay. And then I got older and uh, a couple of things happened in my life. Besides the sexual abuse, there was also mental illness that went by untreated because they just didn't believe in that, that kind of thing. It was deemed to be like a hoax. Like, like they want us to go to a psychiatrist, but we know better than that. Um, and that combination just, what led me to ask questions from God. First, it was from God. You know, uh, I must be doing something wrong. I'm, I'm not 13 yet, and uh, I'm not responsible for my actions yet, but I must be doing something horribly wrong that this is happening to me. And it, it was different than before, because I knew like prayers, I don't usually get an answer, but this time it was like, God, you owe me an answer this time. Mm. Like, you've done all this to me, you owe me an answer, and got no answer there, so I went out looking in other places. Hmm. And what kind of places did you look at? Well, just for the record, to this day, God still hasn't answered any of my questions. <laughs> if, if any of you got a connection there, just, I'm still waiting. So what were, what were some of the sources that were kind of changing your mind on things? Well, first, I just went out in the street and asked questions from strangers. And that didn't work well because my English was horrible. I didn't speak English um, uh, growing up, and that basically that didn't work. And so I went uh, to Hold the internet. Hold on a second. You grew up in the United States and didn't learn English at all? Nope, not at all. Uh, yeah, yes, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Mm. Wow. Mm. Talk about and, the community. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so I got a cell phone and texted a service called Chacha, 
which was like a question answering service. And I definitely had a lot of questions, but that wasn't enough. And later I got a smartphone, still didn't know how to Google. Uh, so the best I could do was type in URLs that I found on billboards and posters. And it was, uh, it was pretty tough because that's the, my information was limited. An interesting note, I actually used to love, um, pop-up ads because it was like a, a little treat of information that I didn't have to work for. <laughs> so that should tell you a little about, uh, how desperate I was, but eventually I found Google on Wikipedia and, uh, the doors to a world of knowledge opened up. Did you have to keep your cell phone hidden from people or can you just sort of flaunt it and keep it out in the open or what was the response? No, I, I definitely had to hide it because uh, in the Hasidic community, you're not an adult when you turn 18 or 16, you're an adult when you get married. Uh, most people get married between 17 and 19. But uh, so like having a cell phone, even a basic phone would not be allowed until I'm married. So I had to hide that. And it was a whole cat and mouse game between my parents and myself and the school staff. And every time I got one, they took it away. And it was, uh, and I had to go out to like an internet cafe and, and get my internet there, get my internet fixed there. Mm. Jeez. Well, it's, I'm really sorry to hear that. But um, so you found a way to get access to this information, started looking up things online. Um, how did that, yeah, how did that um, relate to your journey out of Judaism? Um, well, at first I was still, I still believed in a God and I really wanted to try and, I guess, um, make up for what I've done to this God because I must have done something wrong. And I was at first trying to figure out what, what it was. And, but as I was exploring, I started realizing that there actually is a world out there where questions can be answered. And, uh, the world is not limited to Williamsburg and Hasidic Judaism. So as I was exploring, I realized there's a better world out there. And I, I started planning my sort of escape. Uh, but at the time I didn't think it was possible. So, uh, I sort of went into a dark corner within that community. What was your like self-harm? What was your typical week like in that community? Like what was your life like? What'd you do? You just praying all the time or what? Well, it's uh, it's typical every day because everything is just done repeatedly. That's what Hasidic Judaism is about. Do what you do and do it again and again. Don't ask questions. You do it because the rabbi wants you to the end. Uh, so we would go to school, pray, eat, learn, listen to the teacher preach, uh, you know, about what would happen if, uh, you know, we look the wrong way or we have glasses that have a metal frame instead of plastic. And if we wear a watch and all of that stuff, and if our shoes have even the slightest shade of gray and all of that, um, and then more learning, more praying, um, and then home sleep, do it again tomorrow and just do it again and again. Do you have any like residual behaviors because of the religion? Um, well, trust issues for one and uh, PTSD for another. But other than that, no, I, I worked pretty hard to get rid of it. And I spent six months in Florida after I escaped. I spent six months in Florida and, and got rid of all that. I, I was a Floridian citizen for a while with no ties to Hasidic Judaism, and that helped. Mm. I don't know if this is too personal. Did you find, I don't know if I missed it or not. Did you say that you, you ended up getting therapy? Did you, if so, is that something that you would recommend or was it valuable to you? Well, in the community, I didn't, I didn't get any. Yeah, not uh, in the community, help. but after. After, yes. Um, so mm. I started self-harming in the community and that led to substance use and that led to a pretty messed up life and eventually I ended up, ended up in rehab and I went through trauma therapy. So that was helpful. And I, yes, I recommend that to everyone, uh, leaving that, uh, uh, version of hell. Mm. Wow. I'm really sorry so, to hear that you had to go through that. That's something else. And I feel for the people that are still in those, those environments. So do I, and, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing some work to, tr to try and help uh, raising awareness. I'm working with organizations like Footsteps in New York and Pathways in Melbourne uh, to help the people who are leaving. And 
my main focus is uh, trying to bring uh, a valid education into the Hasidic school so other people um, at least don't go you know when they go out looking at the world or not they, they, they know basic math and English mm. mm -hmm. yeah it might be in their best interest to, to try to incorporate some of those teachings not just the the religion but some other topics because if if those folks get a taste of what you got a taste of it might be really hard to keep them but if they were to sort of I don't know introduce history and the sciences and math maybe this is just wishful thinking on my part but I mean, I would think that it would be in their best interest to, to broaden their curriculum a little bit to include that stuff, because if they were to stumble across it elsewhere, I, I would imagine right. that there would be just sort of an exodus of people that are follow a similar path as you. Well, the way they keep everyone in line and they keep everyone staying there is by, A, not giving any information. You don't know English, math, and the basics of how to act in a civil society and also fear we're constantly told that anyone who leaves ends up in jail or in rehab which is true not everyone but for a lot of people it's true but they don't say why it's because we're going to torture you into that into that state um and that fear combined with the lack of skills keeps everyone in line and i guess it might be in their best interest to give a censored version of science and social studies but mm -hmm. Right now, my, my focus is English and math. Okay? I'm, I'm a pragmatic individual. I, I know that if I, if I ask for social studies at this time, it's not going to happen. I start with math and English, and then we'll continue from there. Mm. I'm wondering, is, the, is uh, like, what, what, what is the reaction? Do you have any idea what the reaction is to your, you know, to your story from the community? Or, is this something that they would prefer people in the community don't hear about or have they sufficiently painted you in such a way that they've sort of dil diluted the power of your message or something else? Um, so it, it varies by person. They definitely don't want the story out and they, they live in a way where we don't talk to outsiders. Um, at this point, it doesn't hurt me anymore like I, I really really don't care what they think but they have tried so they try to 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 paint the directors as anti-semitic and, and and they try to do all of these things but just in all honesty doesn't matter what the motive or anything behind it is these are true stories that happened and if you don't want it uh if you don't want it on netflix maybe don't do it mm. mm-hmm well, I think at some point we'll, we'll we'll kind of shift this around to SE. Uh, do you fellas have any more questions for Ari before we kind of kind of shift gears here and talk a little bit about Ari's exposure to street epistemology and his thoughts on it? Um, no more questions for me now. Yeah, I mean, I think that covers it. Uh, I think if you wanted to more, you should definitely check out his documentary on Netflix. For sure. And before you go too, Ari, we'll definitely. I want to get a way for people who want to support what you're doing. Um, you know, the best way to contact you or or donate to that to that cause. I think that would be great. So, um, okay. So now I'm trying to think when we met in Oklahoma a few months ago, if you had, if you were aware of street epistemology before, or if you learned it at the table, or I don't know. I don't think I saw you in any of the. The, the workshops that we gave on it. Um, can you tell us a little bit yeah, about yeah, how you I was, came across it? I was at it? one of the workshops. You uh, were? Um, yeah, I didn't know about its official name, the street mm -hmm. epistemology. Um, I've been arguing with Jehovah's Witnesses on the street for a long time. I was just doing it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just doing it the wrong way. And now I got a name to it. And I also learned from you the whole, you know, step by step and everything. I actually, it was, it was on my... Uh, Instagram stories and everything, the, um, your talk there in Oklahoma. Um, but my exposure to street epistemology without knowing how it's done properly was actually when I did it to myself, when I started asking questions. And I asked myself, um, and I asked myself, um, after I asked questions from God and got no response there, and I, and I genuinely felt like, God owes me an answer here. I 
basically started asking, well, maybe there's another angle uh, through which I can look at this at from or something. Um, so I sort of practiced that on myself uh, as I was going through life slowly and until I came to the conclusion that I am at now. Yeah. Do you remember the hardest question that you asked yourself that you couldn't find the answer to? I, I'm kind of putting you on the spot there maybe with that one, but. Right. Um, well, it was very tough to even start questioning the existence of God. So I, I sort of eased myself into it, but that was the tough one. Mm -hmm. Because we're constantly told that that's such a sure thing. And just from an early age, the indoctrination starts from a very early age. So it was tough for me to question that. So I eased myself into it. Well, maybe it's not the same God that I know. Well, maybe God does exist, but he's sleeping right now. You know, all of that stuff. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and eventually I came to the realization, maybe that thing is not real. Mm. Did you find yourself questioning more the, the book rather than the God, the God claim or were they intertwined or did you just sort of go right for like, how do I know God is real? No, it, it started with first asking questions from God and then it didn't get an answer. Um, so first it was, and, and then it, that led to maybe, uh, maybe I'm just in contact with the wrong God. Maybe I have the wrong number. Maybe just something is wrong with the connection here in some way just the wrong IP address or something. I'm just uh, hitting a wrong uh, address somewhere. Um, and so then I, I looked at the text uh, the Bible and everything, and so many things didn't make sense to me. Like, you know, the common one, God is totally okay with slavery, he even says how much he can hit a slave before raising the list of consequences, but shrimp is not cool. In the oral Torah, they, it clearly says, that if someone is raped, the, the girl's father can sell her to the rapist and even says how much money he should charge for her. And it's like, that just, that sounded very wrong. Even in my indoctrinated brain, that was a, that was like a big, um, wait, what? Um, so I was questioning the text that led me to question, again, maybe I have the wrong God here, maybe Islam or Christianity is the right one. Um, and then I saw there's a correlation between all of them, which is just, they all have the same vague and nonsensical answers and they just shift gears anytime someone questions and says, oh, well, maybe it was a different thing and that and that. So I saw the connection with all of that is God. So why not go straight to the source and question that? Mm. Did you ever dabble with anything other than the Abrahamic religions? Did you ever go to like paganism or God is love or any kind of thing like that? Crystals maybe? I don't know. <laughs> um, crystals don't make sense to me to begin with. It's just, I mean, they have no scientific backing, so I'm out. Um, I didn't try all of them, which is a good point. I shouldn't consider myself an atheist until I tried the one with the flying monkeys or something else. <laughs> but I, I think it's safe to say that it, I find no uh, reasonable proof for any version of God's existence. So. I'm an atheist until proven otherwise. Mm. Are you open to changing your mind? Yes. If the existence of God is proven scientifically, I will become not a believer in God, a knower in God. I don't mm. see a reason to ever believe in anything. Either you know or you don't know, and there's no reason to believe in it. Mm. So if, if science does prove the existence of God, I will become a knower in God, yes. That's really interesting you say that. Because, that's really interesting you say that because we were just sort of banding about the idea of are doing a show on this difference between belief and knowing and confidence and thinking and and the, the confusion that tends to arise with that with those words. Um, all right, that's that's great. Do you guys have any more questions for Ari? I, we got a, a. I have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, things that are that are. I just in wanted works to add one Please. thing here. Um, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So even if science does prove the existence of God, I still wouldn't follow any of the rules because God owes me some serious answers here. Like, let's say God does exist. And let's say science somehow proves it, finds a, a particle, something in science that proves the existence of God somehow. I have some serious questions. I have some serious questions to, to ask before I'm going to start following that life. 
because like not even God can judge me here. You flooded the entire planet because people weren't paying their taxes. And all I do is like yell at people if they cut me off. <laughs> he does have some serious explaining to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's one question from the chat. Um, so how long ago did you leave the community and or realize you, you didn't believe? How long has it been? So I was about 12 when I realized that this is not the right place for me and started questioning. Um, but then I didn't know, well, I didn't think there was a way out. And then I know, started realizing there's a way out, but it realized that it was not going to be easy. But I came out as not religious on August 29, 2015, less than three years ago. Mm. Okay. I'm wondering um, if, if you hadn't been abused, do you think that you'd still be a, a member of, of that religion? Or do you think you'd still have found your way out for other reasons? So I, I'm careful in, a, in answering this question because I ask a lot of religious people, uh, if you hadn't been raised religious, let's say you were raised on an island alone or something, and then you came to New York, would you have become a Hasidic Jew? Um, and the answer is no, because you know everybody ends up um, miraculously in the right religion that their parents are in. And um, I'm not sure if I would have started to question I think I would have ended up questioning at a later age and it would have been a lot harder because from the age of 12, I started taking everything with skepticism. So the indoctrination age 12 to 18 didn't have that much of an effect on me. I think otherwise I would have started questioning maybe at the age of 18 um, and mm. with a lot more indoctrination, it would have been a lot tougher, but I can't know for sure. If you have a time machine, I can try, go back and, and do a real life test. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering too if 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 you, I mean, this is all hypothetical though. But if you had waited till you were 18, then you get married, and then, you know, and then you're starting a family, and maybe the 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 hurdles to abandon a belief could possibly even be like the cost could probably possibly be even higher. If right. you, I, you know, later I have to consider my kids. Yeah, I have to consider kids and the family and the job and everything. I know a lot of people who are married in the community and the would have left that personally you know someone who is gay and is married has kids and doesn't love his wife and his wife knows that and he doesn't you know he cares about his kids and everything but it's, it's too late for him and you know by, by the time he realized that there might be a way out mm -hmm. he's stuck and that's it his life is wasted yeah man i can't imagine that i i can't imagine i mean i i understand that that's going on but that's messed up I'm really grateful that you found your way out and, and you're trying to do something to help the people that are still in. Honestly, that's, that's fantastic. Well, I try as much as I can. It's a, it's a hard shell to crack, but mm -hmm. I try. Yeah. Definitely. So you mentioned um, that you were, you kind of did a version of SE on yourself. And now I know I, from what I understand, you've been watching some SE videos. Um, that's what people have been telling yeah. me. So uh, maybe let's, let's shift gears a little bit here. Uh, how many of the videos have you watched? Have you seen any of, of Reed's work or, or my videos or maybe even other people who are doing it? Because there's a few more people now that are uploading stuff. Yeah, I, I've seen some of your stuff and uh, some of uh, some other stuff online. I'm not sure exactly like which ones. Like I don't know it by the names, uh, but I've seen a lot of your stuff. And um, uh, it's helped me a lot. And like before Oklahoma, uh, when we met, my sweet epistemology or my version of it was basically, but God doesn't exist and you know it. And uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't effective. And I, I had, you know, I, that I doesn't had work this, really well, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. And I used to, I used to question in like a sarcastic way. So like on Ash Wednesday, I believe when Everybody had ash in their face. Like I Googled it and I found out what it was about. But then I asked someone, why do you do it? It was a big whole thing because uh, Christ died for our sins and, and that's why you're sin free and all of that. And I was like, oh, I remember now. I saw it last year as well. Does he die every year? So I started, I, I questioned it like a, a sarcastic way. And, um, but again, wasn't very effective until I, you know, started practicing your methods well yeah um i used to do that with the ash i there was a time where i would have ashes on my forehead for ash wednesday because i was raised catholic so i was one of those kids 
my gosh, I did that up until my teenage years. Can you believe this? Man. Well, right, maybe okay. that's why you're so successful in life. Did you think about that? Because you put ash every Wednesday, every whatever, every year. It's like God has blessed place. Anthony with doing the work that yeah. he does. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think the ash had much to do with my with where I'm at today. Well, you can't Pot, prove that it didn't. Right. I mean, it's, so maybe it's maybe the embarrassment of having it on my forehead and looking in the mirror and asking myself, "What? Why am I doing this? What's going on?" Maybe maybe that question went through my mind. So maybe the ash did have something to do with my my um being where I'm at today. I suppose I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. But. But in a, in a scientific way, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, cool, Ari. Um, glad to have you here. And you, we would love to have you. Any more questions for Ari before we kind of shift gears? I want to kind of go over what Dan's up to and read what you got going on. And then I'll give a few updates here, too. Uh, but we'd love to have you stick around, Ari, uh, if possible. I don't have any more questions. Thanks for coming on, Ari. No more questions. Okay. All right, Daniel, what, what, what do you have going on, man? Give us an update. Oh, let's go. It's update time on my stuff. Hey, music. This is exciting. Very, very exciting. Last time I was on this show, I was uh, begging for money, asking for 1500 bucks for the SSA conference that's coming up in two weeks, and we got it. We got it in like a week, and nice. it was awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much that donated to the campaign. I will be making video updates um, when the actual conference is going on, um, as I have a few new people joining me on my little adventure. In case you haven't heard, I have Telltale Atheist, as well as Genetically Modified Skeptic, uh, coming up with me. Also, my good friend Rachel from Rachel in Reality, if you ever watched her channel, is also coming down from Canada. So we got this awesome little team together. They kind of talk about street epistemology. Um, it's just going to be a blast. I am super looking forward to it. I'll be heading out uh, from the Dallas airport on uh, next Thursday, and uh, it's just going to be going to be awesome. I'm I've never done anything like this. This is definitely one of the biggest presentations I've ever done, um, and hopefully the recording will be okay. The conference is supposed to be recording. Uh, oh, it's going to be recorded. Yes, it's supposed to be uploaded oh, to the Secular Student Alliance YouTube channel, but I'm also asking Drew to make a backup uh, recording just in case. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, oh, I didn't it's, know that. Um, mm -hmm. If I'd known that, I would have sent you my headset, my wireless headset. Um, but anyways, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that with the audio would be really good. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, one more thing to fuss with, though, too. Yeah. That's true, and you never know um, with these kinds of venues what it's going to look like and stuff. But yeah, I'm just I'm just pumped. I'm so so excited. Thanks again for everybody who helped me do this. I could not have done it without your support. Um, it's it's an honor to to be doing this. So yeah, the we used the money that was donated to purchase a whole bunch of T-shirts and some like water jugs with the SE logo on it to give away to. To the attendees of this conference, they are going to be. Um, they will I be going. I got one of those signed T-shirts. You do have one. Oh, cool! Yeah, you signed yes. a T-shirt for me. I signed a T-shirt for you. Yep. Well, I asked uh, you to. You I don't remember that. even doing that. I, I don't think I. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I okay. think that's probably because I drugged you. That's uh, probably. I was, why I I was drinking drugs. kind of heavily, so it's <laughs> possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember signing. Okay, well, anyways, mm -hmm. we're giving away these T-shirts and these water jugs to folks that will be representing their local universities, the the Secular Student Alliance chapters of their respective universities, and then presumably going back and then teaching their groups about SE. Like, hey, we just watched this great this great um, um, workshop. Thank you very much. <laughs> workshop on street epistemology, and here's a T-shirt and and. Um, I want to teach you too. We want to try to spread the word on this method. So yeah, I think I think this is going to be man. This is going to be cool. Yes. You know, is is Dan Barker still going to that and a few others? So um, the Freedom from Religion Foundation is going to be represented at the conference um, as a uh, as a kind of like a booth there. Um, but last I heard, Dan Barker was not able to make it or may not be coming. 
Um, so I don't know if he'd be there. I know that Bart Campolo, uh, mm. who is a, like a personal hero of mine, is going to be there along with a bunch of other people. Um, so I'm excited to meet him. Um, uh, yeah, I've been talking with seeing who I can meet up with at the conference. And uh, it's which one is that again? Uh, Bart Campolo. Uh, he is a he's a humanist. Uh, uh, former Christian evangelist does some work with the homeless and stuff. And he, he has his own podcast uh, called humanize me. Um, and he's a really awesome guy. He kind of looks like a kind of looks like Anthony almost. He's kind of got that ball thing going. So yeah. that'd be cool if, if, if we could get him on this show or vice versa, somebody on here. Oh, I yeah. Think. Yeah. When you so get, um, yeah. When yeah. you start making those contacts, we could probably um, bring them on. Yeah. That would be really neat. Um, but yeah, it's it's just gonna be super fun. Which conference are you going to? So this is the yeah the Secular Student Alliance National Conference in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's why cool. don't I know about that? That is wrong. That's very <laughs> wrong. Do you I have think, any interest in um in in helping the SSA? Yeah, yeah. If I'm going there, when, where? I need to know this. It's, it's, it's end of last weekend of June. Yeah. The end of June. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm still gonna be in Australia. Oh, okay. yeah, you're there for two more weeks, I think you said. Ooh, yeah, yeah I, you're gonna I'm miss it. Back on the 29th, and I have an event on the 30th in New York, so I can't leave until the next day. Dang it! And I think I think this is the last time they'll have it in Ohio. I think from this point forward, it'll probably be in the in the California area. Which Reed, maybe uh, you'll probably be involved with yeah. at some point. Okay. The handing of the baton over to Reed, maybe. With yeah. That. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you know, I want to mention something really quickly. Um, there is a another show, like an, another SE-related show that's kind of popped up that is really fun, and it's entertaining. And, and if, you've, if you've been listening to the Street Epistemology podcast, you probably heard it, but you can also watch it on YouTube. It's called The League of, of SE Reviewers, The League of SE Reviewers, and it's with Tyrone, Linda, and Ben. All three of them are proponents of street epistemology, and they have a they have a really fun way of communicating and making it very light and funny. And if you, I strongly recommend you check out their their show if you haven't already, uh, it's very good. They tend to pick one of their own discussions, play it, pause it, do a breakdown of, of it, and then they interlace it with all sorts of jokes and. Um, it's it's highly entertaining. It's it's a lot less dry than epistemic, I think. So, um, yeah, they're doing a great job on it. Are we putting their uh, their episodes on the official podcast, or are we? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so yep, yeah. We with with their permission, we've been taking the audio and rolling it out just like we do on epistemic on the uh, on the Street Epistemology podcast, which is on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. I also wanted to mention, I have a note here too, um, Tyrone with Let's Chat. He's also on the League of SE Reviewers. He just recently gave a talk on street epistemology, and I listened to it this morning, and it's very, very good. And I think uh, we're going to be releasing that as an episode on the podcast as well. So another reason to head over there to um, to the podcast. Have you not listened to the League of SE Reviewers, uh, Reed or Daniel? I, you know, I'm embarrassed. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, I've been so busy lately, uh, but I'll definitely check it out. I think they have three episodes under their belt so far. It's very good. Sweet. Um, Sweet. There's a couple more other things I wanted to mention just real quick that we're working on. Uh, Myself and Tim, I don't know if he wants me to mention his full name, so I'll just say Tim um, and Christine. uh, The three of us have been working on an FAQ for street epistemology. So there should be, I think we just come up with 10 questions that we set, we tend to see all the time. So we're working on a, an FAQ for that. We're like 90% done with the first 10. And we're looking for volunteers too, that if you either want to add to the, the responses that we've created, or if you want to add another question and an answer, we're looking for editors to help us with that. So feel free to reach out. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention is that uh, I'm really happy about this. Um, Tomorrow, no, it's Wednesday. I'll be flying up to Dallas and then driving like two hours to Camp Quest, Texas. 
uh, I was invited to give a class on street epistemology to the kiddos there. So I'm really looking forward to taking these concepts and boiling them down, making them very easy but fun, and trying to teach, I don't know, there's probably 50 kids there, I think, with, with the age range that, that I'll probably be talking to, and oh, wow. teaching them how to do SE. And I think I'm, I'll probably pick topics like, you know, your parents say that you you can't handle the, uh, that new dog that you want or something like that. I think we'll probably stick away from some of the, stay away from some of the heavier topics like God, but teach them the concepts on some of the questions, some of the challenges that they'll be facing at their age. So I'm really looking forward I'm actually, to uh, I'm volunteering for CamQuest West here in, in July. No kidding. Uh, yeah. And I think they're still looking for electives. So if I could borrow that presentation, I might be able to do an elective. <laughs> Here in no, I'm not bringing a laptop or slides or anything. I'm, I think I'm going to bring, I'll have some notes of some key things that I want to talk about. And I think I'm going to just create some big signs that I could just hold up and say, okay, here's, here's the claim. And okay. we can sort of, we can sort of, you know, go through it that way. I was also thinking, um, I may have mentioned this. Quick, I just wanted to add something on that. Uh, if you're going to speak to like um, kids, expect a different, uh, range of questions. I spoke at a high school on, like right after I landed in Melbourne, Mount Scopus High School, which is the local Jewish high school. And the questions I got there were a lot, a lot more personal um, in my case. But just expect a a different set of questions. Just a heads up. Oh, that's <laughs> good. Uh, I appreciate that, and I'm I'm looking for a little bit of a change of pace. I've given a dozen talks on SE, so I don't think I've ever talked to you know, 12 to 18 year olds on this stuff. If that's, that might be the age range I think that I might be talking to. So, so that'd be cool. I was thinking about bringing, I may have mentioned this before, like we'll make some oobleck, that non-Newtonian fluid. So as I'm sort of teaching these concepts, we'll be making this liquid that, uh, you know, if you, if you pound this, it's sort of liquid, but if you, if you, if you punch it, it turns solid. But if you just sort of sink your fingers slowly into it, it becomes liquid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good metaphor for SE. So we'll we'll kind of we'll do something fun as we're talking about these concepts. Nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll let you know how it goes, Reed. I, I really I don't know if I'm going to be bored and be like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah. or "That was the best talk." Yeah. For all of Camp Quest, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll Maybe let you do something I'll in between. Beta. I'll let you beta test that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the fall. I'll take one for the team. All right. Uh, Ari, did you want to say something about reaching out for help? Something like yeah. that? Yeah. So just a, a quick message to anyone who is contemplating leaving or is leaving or might be at some point in their life or knows someone in their life uh, who is a Hasidic Jew, uh, ultra-Orthodox Jew, and, and might look for a way out. First of all, there definitely is a way out, um, but you should plan it before jumping the gun. Otherwise, everything turns to shit, to say the least. Um, there's so much help out there, and you don't have to do it alone. There's a huge network all over the world. There's organizations like Footsteps in New York, Pathways in Melbourne, and organizations pretty much wherever there's a Hasidic Jewish community. So if you need any help whatsoever, uh, overcoming any of it, getting out, uh, please reach out to me anywhere in social media. Uh, through my website, which is reh.me, A-R-I-H.me, um, or directly uh, Footsteps, Pathways, or, or really anyone in our community would love to help and just just reach out. And if you have any questions about what it's like to leave, even if you don't want to leave, you know, I'm, I'm open to answering any questions. Um, cool. So go ahead and ask. I'm, I'm very much pro-questions. Mm. What was your Twitter again? You kind of said it fast. Uh, my website is arih.me, so reh.me, and from there you have all the other links. But it's my name is Ari Hershkowitz, and uh, Ari Hershkowitz on Instagram, Facebook. Um, please don't send a friend request on Facebook unless you actually know me. Um, that's become a bit of a problem. <laughs> um, I have I made a public page for that, and I answer all questions there. So thank you. Nice. That's great that you're accessible like that. Yeah, um, I, I love questions, and I, I, I wish I had someone answering mine back in the day. So uh, I'm here to answer any, any, any questions. 
cool. I'm sure we'll have some links in the description and, uh, shortly after this is done as well. Definitely. All right. I guess we should wrap um, it up. Yeah. There's also yeah. What do you we, have? Uh, we made a new SE uh, playlist that is constantly being up updated. Did we talk about that last time? Yes, we did. Oh, we did. Yes. Okay. I think we mentioned it, but it, it's probably worth repeating because I think there's probably 30 videos in there. Well, it, it's a rolling, it's a rolling playlist. How does that work again? Yeah, I'm trying to take notes. We have playlists by month. And then this is sort of the, the latest releases. So yeah, as people are creating SE content, we're adding those videos to that playlist and we'll put that right here. Yeah. It's super convenient. It is everything. really convenient. I don't, I, I and the people who are managing it, it's Ben and Linda, they seem to be doing a really good job of keeping it updated. So like when Ty releases his new playlist, uh, his new video on SE, it's going to be in that playlist. When I upload a video, I have a new video coming out on Thursday. It's going to show up in that playlist. So it's, it's like one stop shopping basically for all your SE stuff. It's great. Oh, uh, and they even made a URL se playlist.com. That'll get you there. Oh yeah. So yeah. Who made that? Uh, was that Gannon? I think so. Gannon. Yeah. I think he made a, a website for that. Yeah. That's cool. That should just redirect to it. I think there's also a tiny URL like latest releases SE, I think will take you there too. But we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Cute. Sweet. And when were you planning on coming to LA? Uh, Anthony, is that still the plan? Yeah, I think I'm going to LA. Uh, I'll tell you in one second. July 7th through the 22nd, I should be there. So, Reed, I think we're going to have I'm going to be in LA at that time. You're going to be there? Yes, um, I might be. There's, there's some talks about me joining uh, something. I can't talk about it yet. Um, in somewhere between the 20th and the 25th of uh, July, but I'm going to fly in earlier and leave later. So, oh, I'll man. see you there. We have to meet up. Uh, what I typically Definitely. do. Reed, was it twice now we've done it? I think I've met up with you in LA and then we've gone out and done done some SE together. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, Reed has a setup and we can we can just sit down at his table or or just um he's got a really nice setup. Like it's fancy. So <laughs> if you want to do some SE with us, Ari, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah I'll fly in a few days earlier and uh, we'll have time for that. Okay. Good. Yeah, good deal. Perfect. All right. See you in see you in a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Also, this week for me is VidCon, um, where I usually go out. It's a, it's the YouTube conference here in, in Anaheim. And uh, last year, I went out with, with my table and got tons and tons of interviews. So should be looking forward to that. This is week. that where you did the Tia talk? Yeah. Because you had a badge around your neck or something, I think. Or did she? Yeah, that, that's right. Nice. Oh, maybe you can get a follow-up with her. Maybe that'd be fun. You know, what would be really fun is if if you interviewed a YouTuber that had you know a, a shitload of subscribers, and then they yeah. I don't know they mirrored the video of your talk or promoted. Oh uh, yes, nice. Reed, go get Philip DeFranco. He'd be great. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, Can you interview a religious YouTuber there, like a like a someone whose channel is based on that? Maybe. If uh, if they see me and see my table, it's kind of look in the draw, just who happens to be walking by. Yeah. yeah. Or who so happens to not run away fast enough before you can see them. <laughs> right. Cool. Oh, you know, there's one more thing coming up next week. Um, this this doesn't really affect SE that much, but Seth Andrews is going to be at the ACA, the Atheist Community of Austin. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Are you going to be there, Daniel? They're, was, they're celebrating their thousandth show. Yes. Yeah, so um, I was going to mention it because I am going to try to make it out there. Mm. Uh, so if you want to meet me in person, I'll probably be there. Uh, like I said, I've been super, super busy, but like getting to see Seth Andrews again and stuff, I mean, it's got to be worth it. So Seth Andrews um, is the host of The Thinking Atheist, and he's never been on the Atheist Experience TV show and Matt invited him to be his co-host. So they'll be hosting next Sunday, this coming Sunday. Um, 
And I think there's going to be a big bash. So I, I was thinking about driving up for that, just hanging out. Yeah. With Come on down. Yeah. Have a party. So mm-hmm. that'd be cool. That yeah. way I can, that's, uh, since I'm missing out on going to LA, apparently, you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll make up for it. that? Yeah, I guess Why? so. You're missing it. <laughs> Here's my new GoFundMe. Uh, I need to get to LA. <laughs> Hey Ari, have you? You're not going to be. Uh, are you going to be talking to like Sunday Assembly? Is that's not the thing that's in the works, is it? No, no, it's a a media thing um, that's in the works. And uh, if uh, you can get me to talk there, I'd love to. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, there's there's a couple groups out there. Um, Riverside Atheist comes to mind, as well as uh, Sunday Assembly, mm-hmm. which is in Los Angeles. Atheists United. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's also in LA, right? Well, maybe I should spend like a full two weeks in LA then instead of just one week and, and have time for all of this. LA sounds fun. I was just in LA, but only for two hours, like on the way to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't fun at all. So no. maybe I should do like a full two weeks in LA. You would love it. Yeah. Maybe. I'm trying to meet up with um, David Smalley to get, just get maybe go to a comedy show or something with him. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. All right, guys. That was cool. Uh, Reed, is there anything else going on for you? Nope. Just uh, going out pretty much every weekend. Just yeah. getting some good stuff. Good, good. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm looking forward to your stuff. And remember, just I mean, everyone just really needs to sort of bookmark the playlist, which is a great way to yeah. keep up with all the content. And then you can find all the new people that are uploading content as well. It's great. All right, Ari Hershkowitz, thank you so much for joining us, really, and uh, you know, waking up early to do this and you know, do this from your hotel. It was really nice to to learn more about your story and uh, get to know you a little bit better. So, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. That, that that was fun. Yeah, I guess we'll see each other in LA, maybe. Yeah, in about a month. Yeah, cool. All right. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for watching, and uh, I guess we'll catch you next time. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.